It's a season of epiphany in which we reflect on the light of Christ coming into the world, shining in on the darkness of our lives, and the Lord Jesus calling us to shine this light into the world. So as a church, part of our mission, abiding in Christ as his disciples, invited to rest, compelled to love. We are compelled to love because of the way that Christ has loved us. Christ's love compels us. So what we're thinking about is how do we share the good news? How do we shine the light of Christ in our life? Here's the thing that I want to highlight for you out of our passages this morning. The Lord shares the good news, sends the good news through people. Through people. He wants to use you. He wants to use me. People who listen first and are willing to say hard things to those that they love. The good news goes through people who listen first and are willing to say hard things to those that they love. So first, he uses people. This is what we hear in our Gospel of John. We're in this section of John where people have just begun to follow the Lord Jesus. And there's part of it that we missed where Andrew, who is the brother of Peter, the disciple that we always think about, you know that Andrew, his brother, actually found the Lord first. And then he went to Peter and said, hey, we found the Messiah. Come, Peter, check him out. And so then we get to our part today where the Lord Jesus goes to Galilee and we're told he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now listen to what Philip does. Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip probably knew Peter and Andrew. They grew up together. And then we hear Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him of whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth. It's as if it's a game of tag. (laughs) Jesus finds Philip, and then Philip goes and finds Nathanael. And I want you to hear in these short phrases, this is the way that the Lord works with the good news. He finds you, and he says, tag, you're it. Go find someone. And the Lord works in all the human ways that we have relationships in life. Philip knows Andrew and Peter. They have a relationship together. And all of a sudden, they're following the Lord Jesus together. Philip somehow knows Nathaniel. He goes, he finds him, says, come check out this Jesus, this Messiah. Nathaniel is like, can anything good come out of the city of Nazareth? We have versions of this. Can anything good come out of what place? You, you insert your own name. I won't say this. I grew up in Louisiana. I don't have the right to say that here, do I? But we all have versions of this. This is the nature of human relationships. And this is the way that the Lord works in spreading the good news. Tag, you're it. Go and talk to someone. I hope there are people that you're talking to about Jesus. People that you know and love. Maybe you're starting with just praying for them. That's a great place to start. And here's the beautiful thing about these relationships that, of people that the Lord wants you to share with him, uh, share him with them. The Lord is usually working in the background in some way. Did you hear what Jesus said to Nathaniel? Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, and in whom there is no deceit. And Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? And Jesus answered him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. 
Here's what you need to know about the people in your life that you want to know Jesus. The Lord wants them to know him even more than you do. And the first thing that you need to be doing is praying. Asking God to use you to minister in their life. The Lord is, wants to use people. And then he is always working in the background in ways that you cannot imagine. Understand. And sometimes what you need to do is go out in faith and trust that he'll be there. The Lord is using people. The Lord isn't wanting to use AI. The Lord isn't wanting to use other systems. He's wanting to use you. He's wanting to use people. This is the way that the Lord works. He came as a human being. Incarnate. And he works in an incarnate way through human beings. So this is the first thing. This is how the good news goes forth. It goes forth from people. But here's the issue. We want this to happen in this automatic snap, snap kind of way. Lord, I told them, how come they're not coming? It doesn't always happen quickly in this way. And I would also say about the time that we live in. Listen, there are issues where we don't all have the same background beliefs, shared histories. A lot of the people that we're interacting with in life, we have major differences about core things in our lives. And it's going to require deep patience, love, and commitment to see them come to the Lord Jesus. Don't grow weary when it doesn't happen snap, snap. There's a, a part of this from our first Samuel passage, though, that I think is helpful to us. What we hear about Samuel is that he doesn't yet know the Lord, but Eli, uh, Eli has, was a person who grew up hearing the Lord, but in some ways, as he got older, he stopped listening in the same way. There's this great warning here that I'd love to talk about more that we don't have time to this morning. But there's a challenge to you and for all of us as we grow older in life, not to lose the fervency of listening to the Lord and obeying Him, surrendering to Him. So Eli has stopped listening like he used to. But he at least knows what's happening for Samuel. He at least can recognize that in some way this is the work of the Lord that uh, the Lord's trying to do in Samuel's life. So he tells Samuel what he needs to do to hear God. He says, lie down. And when you hear his voice, say, speak. Your servant is listening. The, The most important word in this chapter, this whole section is listen. Samuel's name is a play on the Shema of Israel uh, uh, from Deuteronomy. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. Samuel's name means listen. He's to become a child who listens to God. An adult who listens to God. Katie and I have this little bit of a debate about who chose Samuel's name and from where. She says it came from reading the Lord of the Rings, Samwise. I say it came from this. I like to think I have the upper hand because it's the Bible. Sorry. But his name means to listen. And it's actually pretty uh, sad. The chapter starts with saying, 
There, was no, not, there wasn't word from the Lord in those days. And you know why? Because no one was listening. By the end of the chapter, we hear that the word of the Lord is growing. You know why? Because Samuel is listening. And he's sharing God's word. The Lord wants to use people to share his light and his love. And the people that he uses are people who are willing to listen to him. To hear his word and take it in. Now here's the really hard part about that. The things that Samuel hears from the Lord about Eli are not good things, are they? They're very hard things. The Lord is going to judge Eli and his family because of their constant rebellion against him and their sin. So Samuel wakes up this morning after receiving the word from God about Eli. And Eli says something to him. And again, I want to charge all of us, especially as we're growing older. Here's a part where Eli at least has it. He still has half of the things right. Eli says to Samuel, you have to tell me everything that the Lord has told you about me. You have to. And if you don't, it's going to be bad for you. Here's, here's the thing about all of this. If Samuel were a coward and were unwilling to say the hard things to Eli, it would, it would ruin his life as well. If Eli doesn't share with Samuel his role, this role that God has assigned him, then Eli is disobeying God in just another way. As we get older, we have to make sure that we're still willing to hear hard things from God. And we have to make sure that we're willing to call young people to say the hard things that need to be said. There's a lot happening in this chapter. So Samuel... He's willing to, it tells us actually, it's a beautiful thing. Samuel's very afraid. You see, courage is not an absence of fear. Courage is a willingness to do the hardest thing, even when you're fearful of it. Samuel is willing to say this, these hard things to Eli out of a faithfulness to God. And these are the kinds of things that God is going to ask of us if we are people who truly listen to Him. We have to be willing to say hard things to people we love. Now, there's a question here. How could it ever be good news to be telling people these very hard things? Things about God even perhaps judging them. How could that ever seem like good news? Well, the way that it's good news, the reason it's the good news, is because this is the same thing that God does for us. Think about what God does for us through Jesus. God, in the person of Jesus, comes to us and says, You are a sinner. You're broken. That anger in your life, that idolatry in your life, that place where you're worshiping the wrong thing, that's wrong. We're going to have to deal with that. You're a sinner. But you're a beloved sinner. <laughs> See, this is what the Lord does. It is a picture of love. The Lord comes to us and tells us that we're, we're sinful. 
And that there are things in us that need to be corrected. But even while the Lord's saying it, he's trying to embrace us at the same time. You see, we live in a time when people, instead of saying things to people in love, even things that are hard, they lob them out from like the other side of a screen. They say hard things to people, but it's not full of love. It's almost hatred. They say it at a safe distance where you can't say anything back and enter into a real conversation. That's not the way the Lord works. In His love and in His good news, He comes to us, tells us about our brokenness, and says, I'm here to help you. That's what the Lord does for you. That is a picture of love. And this is how the Lord sends His good news out into the world, is He makes you and me into people who listen and are willing to say hard things to people we love, but are willing to stay right there and say, How can I walk with you? How can I be a presence of love in your life? This is what God does for us. He brings the good news to us in the person of Jesus. To say, yes, you're broken, but I love you beyond your brokenness. And then he calls us to do that same thing with people we love. So I want to ask you. Are you letting God say those things to you, first of all? Are you letting God come to you and say, hey, there are things in your life that we need to deal with, but I'm here. I forgive you and I love you and I want to make you more than you can ever imagine. Are you letting God say that to you? And then second, are you letting God make you into the person who can say that to others? Are you becoming the good news to people in your life? Are there people that you think of? I love them. I want them to know the Lord Jesus and his love for them. Who are those people in your life? Are you praying? Are you reaching out to them? It can take lots of patience, but the Lord is the most patient of all. Are you being patient with him? He's called us. He's shined his light into our lives. And he's called us to be the good news to others. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.